0: Hey, thank you for listening. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? I have over 130 different videos. I have videos with more scary stories told in the rain, scary stories by a crackling fire, and I also have videos that are less relaxing and more on the scary side. Go check it out, and please don't forget to subscribe. In the YouTube search bar, just type being scared. All right. Catch you later. When I was 27, I went out with my friends one night downtown. I lived alone and when my friend dropped me off this night, it was really late, around midnight. My friend drove off immediately and when I was walking up to my front door, I felt very uncomfortable. I had a very strong feeling that someone was in my house. I stood at the front door, and contemplated going inside, and tried to convince myself that I was just being silly. The feeling was too strong, and I was trying to remember if I had turned off all the lights in my house before I left. I never walk around my house and turn them all off before I leave, but this night, as I stood at the front door, every light in my house was off. I turned around and began walking away, and then turned the corner and started walking down the sidewalk. The friend who had just dropped me off lived about 8 blocks away, and I decided to just walk to her house. Shortly after I had started walking, I came to the realization that someone was walking behind me. I glanced back and saw a dark shape. It looked like a really tall man. It was so late and nobody was around. I was terrified. My heart began to throb in my chest, and I thought about sprinting the rest of the way, but I knew if I did, it would be very obvious that I was afraid. I couldn't bring myself to do it, but I was walking as fast as I could. I could hear the footsteps behind me, and it sounded like they had sped up with me, but they weren't running. When I finally reached my friend's house, my heart dropped into my stomach when I saw that her car was not in the driveway and all her lights were off in her house as well. I turned around and the man was standing on the corner of the intersection I had just crossed, staring at me. I froze and just stared back at him. After what seemed like forever, he finally turned around and disappeared behind some bushes. I took that opportunity to run. I knew of an alternate way to get back to my house and I didn't stop running until I got home. My front door was wide open. I worked at a pretty well known record store in Los Angeles. In the 90s a guy in his early 20s used to come in and ask me about records a lot and one day in conversation he let a weird detail about my life slip that i hadn't told him i brushed it off thinking my co-workers must have mentioned it to him since he was such a regular about a week later i was driving home and my car broke down it was incredibly hot and i had to walk several miles to get to a payphone which was outside an elementary school. I called a cab and hung up the phone, and after sitting a moment, the phone started to ring, so I picked it up. The person on the other end said, Bad luck about your car. Talk to me until your ride gets there. I hung up the phone, but it was definitely that guy. He had to have followed me from home, trailed me from the car, and then somehow figured out that payphone number. There weren't really cell phones at the time, but there was a gas station and a grocery store across the street. I immediately quit my job and moved back in with my parents within 48 hours. I went in to visit old friends from work a few months later, and they told me that recently someone had been kidnapped right outside the store. I spent 6 months living alone in a cabin near the end of a dirt road in central New Hampshire. Nearest neighbors were a quarter mile or so up and down the road. It's an area where people definitely keep to themselves. I had all sorts of animal visitors, bears on the porch, you name it. But never random people around. One morning, I went out to my car to go to work. It was spring and we had had a late frost, on the rear window of my truck, someone had written, I watch you, with their finger in the frost, I never had an actual problem in the rest of my time there, but as you can imagine, that was terrifying, I live by myself, and back when I first moved into my place, I went a few weeks without installing a cat door, so I got into the bad habit of leaving the back door cracked open a little bit for my cat to go in and out, but I would usually block the sliding door with a piece of wood or a baseball bat so that it could only open about 6 inches or so. My house is down a long driveway, and my backyard is fenced, so I figured it would be okay short-term. This particular night, I fell asleep watching a movie, and I forgot to put the baseball bat or a piece of wood in the sliding glass door. I had my curtains slightly open to let a breeze come inside since it was a stifling hot, muggy day. I woke up within an hour hearing a tapping coming from my window. An insistent, repetitive tapping. I snuck a look while trying to pretend to be asleep sure it was a branch or something normal no there was a man standing outside looking in at me it's about this time that I remember the door is open which is only about six feet to the left of this guy so I have a dilemma I can get up and see what he wants try to bluff my way through getting that door locked or keep pretending to sleep and risk him getting bored with being creepy and finding it open himself. He keeps tapping. For about 10 minutes it felt like, but it might have been less. Eventually I decide I have to nut up and do something. So I get up, and make for the back door. The guy stops tapping, and meets me there. It turns out, it's my neighbor. Right before I slam the door shut in his face, he says, What are you watching? I responded, uh, Inkheart, can I join you? No. I shut the door and looked out the window and watched him walk away. That was the last day that I left the door open, or slept with my curtains open for that matter. I was about 7 years old, I was home from school one day with a cold or flu. My parents were at work and my nearly 80 year old grandma had come over to be with me. I was in bed and she was somewhere else in the house. The cleaning lady suddenly came into my bedroom and sat down heavily on the chair by my desk. She was breathing heavily and managed to say, Are you feeling better? before collapsing sideways onto my desk, awkwardly bashing her head and ended up sprawled under the table with her head at a strange angle. I was terrified. I waited a moment or two and then approached her, just in time to hear what I much later learned was called the death rattle. Some vomit came out of her mouth. I ran to call for my grandma. She came in and very quickly bundled me off to a neighbor's house where I stayed until the end of the day. I knew that she had died, but my parents pretended for at least ten years that she had just fainted. It was pretty harrowing, and I moved out of that room fairly quickly afterwards. My little brother moved into it. He was far too young to grasp what happened. I can still see her falling, so awkwardly and disturbing. I remember the noise that she made. It was incredibly disturbing. Years ago, my parents had their garage converted into an extra-large bedroom, and this was where we all played games. I was about 10, and it was only the second or third time I had been left alone in the house while my siblings were all away for one reason or another. Naturally, I was up all night playing PS2, having a blast. I don't know how late, but pretty late into it, I suddenly started to hear tapping on the window. I didn't realize it was a sound not produced by my game for a full minute or so, and the sound, like someone drumming their fingers. one two three four, one two three four. It kept going without stopping. I finally really noticed it when the doorknob rattled and the sound moved to the door, which made it louder. I freaked out and snuck over to the door to double check the locks. They were both unlocked, but the door tended to jam and it was hard to open unless you messed with it. I locked both locks loudly so the person would know they definitely couldn't get in but then I heard a gruff older man laugh and then the tapping sound got louder right outside the window I heard let me in I turned out the light ran to my room and hid in the pitch black darkness until my parents got home a few hours later I told them what happened and we looked all around but there was nobody outside no one in the house And nothing like this ever happened again. I have no idea who was outside that night. But I'm still afraid that they might return someday. When I'm home alone. Last year I was renting a house in a small Economically depressed old mining town in Appalachia. I lived alone. On one of the first warm nights of spring, I awoke at around 4 a.m. to the sound of my doorknob turning. I figured someone must have the wrong address, but it kept turning, persistently. I didn't have a peephole or a window to see who was outside, so I just approached the door from inside and yelled. You have the wrong house. Then the door started shaking violently and something began to slam against it. I tried one last time. You have the wrong house. I heard someone on the other side make a noise and then started screaming and shrieking like a wild animal. I grabbed a kitchen knife and called the police. About ten minutes later there was a knock on the door. I opened it cautiously to see an officer who questioned me about the incident. Then he asked me to close the door again and remain inside. I couldn't see what was happening out there, so I just turned out the lights and waited quietly with knife in hand. For about 20 minutes, it was dead silent. Then, out of nowhere, my living room window screen started to get pushed in and the curtain started to move someone was climbing into the living room i held up the knife and yelled get out in my most threatening voice possible thankfully i immediately heard after that get on the ground show me your hands i heard another horrible wail from outside as the guy was presumably tackled and taken to a police car a few minutes later another knock at the door The officer was back to tell me that the suspect had been captured. This guy was a uniformed cop, but he was visibly trembling and super pale. I could tell that he was really shaken up. I had never seen what the intruder looked like. The next day, I ran into that same officer while he was off duty as the town that I lived in was very small and he told me that the suspect had told them that his name was Jason Voorhees, probably a meth addict or some other type of drug user. Those habits don't go well with delusions involving slasher film characters. Over this past summer, I was living alone in my apartment in a relatively safe college town. I was always paranoid and locked the door anytime I got home from somewhere, especially since I'm a female living somewhere alone. One morning, I woke up to go to the bathroom and as I'm in there, I hear the front door creak open. Obviously scared, I carefully leave the bathroom and look around the corner to see the front door open about 6 inches. I slowly checked the apartment for intruders, only to find nothing. Somehow the door was unlocked while I was sleeping, and opened by what I choose to call the wind. Needless to say, for the rest of the time I was alone in that apartment, I had a knife close by. One night I was waiting for something to finish in the oven, so I started washing dishes. Once my food was cooked, I sat in front of the TV to eat dinner. I live about 15 miles out of town, and don't have any close neighbors. I could hear what sounded like a truck idling outside, but it sounded distant enough that it didn't bother me, and I didn't pay much attention to it. Because I'm in the middle of nowhere, sound travels really easily. Sometimes something that's a mile away sounds like it's pretty close and vice-versa. It idled for about five to ten minutes and then sounded like it was slowly driving away, then briefly stopping, and then slowly driving off again. I have a really long driveway, about a third of a mile, so it sounded like someone drove down my driveway and then turned back onto the road and drove off. Whatever. I didn't pay much attention to it. After dinner, I went back to finish the dishes and I had no water. The only thing I could think of was that maybe the breaker had tripped for the well. On the pole outside, there's a breaker box that only has a couple of switches and a main switch. The smaller switches control the well pump and an outlet. The main line to the house isn't on that switch. It goes to the breaker box inside the house. I get to the breaker box outside and the door is open and the main breaker is off, so the noise that I heard was a truck right outside my house and someone switched off the breaker and was waiting outside. They must have thought that it would shut off power to the house and I would come outside to investigate. I locked my gate for the night and then again when I left for work that next morning. It rained most of the day. And when I got home, I could see where someone had pulled up to the gate, found it locked, and then did a three-point turn around in my driveway. I locked my gate at night for a long time after that, but I always lock it when I'm away, and now I always keep a 357 handy in my house. So it was early evening after the sun had gone down, and I was downstairs in the living room watching TV. My brother was up in our bedroom reading. At some point this really uncomfortable feeling came over me, and I felt like my brother needed my help. I went upstairs, and our bedroom at the time was at the end of the hallway. As I walked down the hallway, and I'm standing right outside our door, I reach for the door handle and then I hear someone say, I have to leave now. I opened the door, and my brother looked at me and said, Someone was just outside my window. They just said that they had to leave. I asked my brother if he was talking to the person, and he said no. The only thing that they said was that they had to leave. We were both really creeped out, and we told our mom what happened, but nothing ever came of it. For a long time I thought I had dreamt this, but a few years ago my brother asked me, Hey, do you remember that one time when we were kids and someone was outside the window? Remember how he left right when you came in the room? What the hell was that? Because he remembered it exactly the way I do, I know that it really happened. Once, when I was around 12 years old, I was home alone and taking a bath. I was rinsing my hair under water and when I lifted my head, I realized I could suddenly hear what sounded like footsteps walking around outside the room in my house. Both of my parents were at work and I knew it was far too early for them to be home, so I was completely freaked out and convinced that someone had broken into my house and was walking around looking to steal things. Or maybe something worse. I had no idea what to do. I was so scared. I sat in the bath, naked, with no phone or any method of calling or doing anything. I was thinking that surely, eventually, the intruders were going to find me. Or even worse, they knew that I was in there and was waiting for me to come out. Surely they would know. They must have heard the noise of the water in the bathtub. I sat there frozen, and panicked for who knows how long, before I decided to have a moment of bravery. I figured that I had to do something, so I waited for the noise of them walking around to stop. I got out of the bathtub, dried off and got dressed. I opened the door, and looked around and waited. I did not hear anything after that. And from my vantage point, I could see the hallway and the entrance to every bedroom. When I eventually built up the courage to look around the house, nobody was there. I have no idea what the hell happened, but somebody was in my house. I called both of my parents, and they were both still at work. I moved into my place a couple years ago. Two weeks after I moved in, I found a little flower necklace in my mailbox one day. I didn't think anything of it, I thought maybe a kid had put it in there or something. The next day I came home, and there was a pair of female sunglasses in the mailbox. Along with it was a note, that read, Hey, I think you would look good in these. You should wear them the next time we're together. I thought clearly this person probably thinks I'm someone else, so again, I ignore it. Three days later I come home and check my mail again, expecting there to be something, but there's not. I head up to my front door and there's a pair of women's underwear hanging on the doorknob. Okay, now I'm feeling uncomfortable. I still tried to tell myself that it was just a misunderstanding, so I wrote a note and put it on my front door that basically said, Hey, I don't know who you are, but you need to stop. I'm not who you think I am, and I'm not interested. Then after that, nothing else. About one year later, I came home again, and opened my mailbox. There was another flower necklace, identical to the one that was left in there a year earlier, Before my husband and I were married with good jobs we were young and poor and didn't care where we lived. We rented out a shitty little house behind the landlord's house that was clearly a shed poorly transformed into a small studio space. At the time I worked late nights and my husband worked mornings so I would sleep until around 12 and work all night. The landlord, Greg was this bald old man with a heavy Russian accent. He was kind of odd, but seemed nice. So was his wife. He had made odd comments and would FaceTime me and invite me into his house. When we first moved in, I kept waking up with a disturbing feeling when I should have been exhausted. I would feel so nervous that I would get up to check the doors and make sure no one was inside. One week, My husband went away to visit his father and I was alone and literally felt like I was constantly being watched. The bedroom window was back in the yard and it was heavily wooded. I would hear crunching of leaves and footsteps all the time. My husband said I was being paranoid because I was alone and I thought so too. But then, that same week my husband was away, I offered to watch my friend's dog. So I get home from work around 2am, and I get in bed and fall asleep around 3 or 4am. I woke up shortly after that, to the dog barking and growling like crazy. Now, because the space was similar to a studio, we had no doors on anything besides the bathroom. I sprung out of bed, and I see Greg the landlord, standing in the living room, hand on the front door just frozen. He was caught off guard by the dog, and I yelled, What the hell are you doing in here? He quickly apologized and walked out. When I woke up completely from my sleepy days, I realized maybe this wasn't a one-time thing. I took a shower, got dressed, and walked up to their house. Greg's car wasn't in the driveway, but his wife was home. I told her what happened and asked why Greg would use his keys to go in the house without giving me notice. She was nonchalant about it and replied, It's his house, he can do what he wants. I flipped out on her. Clearly this was happening often, and the eerie feeling I was getting, I'm 100% sure, was Greg coming in the house and watching me sleep. My grandmother used to work at a mental illness facility when I was little. It was a place prisoners went after committing crimes that were so horrific they were deemed very mentally unstable and not suitable for a prison. One of her patients, who was very fond of her, was put into this place because he had strangled his mom and dad one night, hid their bodies under the floorboards and every now and then, brought his mother's body up to have sex with it. He was caught after a few months because the smell of rotting corpses had reached the neighbors' houses. My grandmother lived within walking distance from this facility, and so the prisoners that were deemed well enough to roam around the grounds were able to see her walking home. One of the patients must have told, the one that was fond of my grandmother, where she lived because one night he escaped and was skulking around my grandmother's house in the dark trying to find a way inside. Eventually she saw somebody outside the window and called the police. He was caught and brought back to the facility. Nothing else ever happened and the man never escaped again, but imagine if he had gotten inside of her house. When I was 19 and my best friend was 20, we were driving back to my house after visiting someone at work. We were on a somewhat busy road, it was getting dark but wasn't completely dark yet. There were street lights and business lights everywhere so visibility was still very good. This road was 3 lanes in each direction and there was a concrete median dividing the traffic. I was in the left lane next to the median and a traffic light was coming up. I saw a man standing in the median next to the crosswalk up ahead. It instantly made me nervous. As soon as I was passing him he stepped out into the street. My best friend and I both instantly braced for impact and I slammed on my brakes. But we didn't hit him and because there was a car to my right I wasn't able to swerve out of my lane to avoid hitting the man. I didn't turn the car at all. I looked in my rear view mirror and there wasn't anyone there. I had come to a complete stop and we physically turned around in our seats to see how he had jumped out of the way. There was no one there, and no way that he could have ran off or hidden anywhere that fast. We both turned toward each other and almost in sync asked each other, did you see that? We both saw the same exact thing, a man, we couldn't describe his face and both of us remember being confused because he was wearing a white robe, or that's what it looked like, and both of us being terrified because he stepped out into the street right in front of the car, like he was committing suicide. I had my baby in the back seat, she was three months old. She had been crying right before this happened, and then went completely silent when we came to a screeching stop, which added to the weirdness of all of it. We still bring it up occasionally and neither of us can come up with an explanation for what we saw other than something supernatural. Also, we both saw the white cloth fling across the windshield like we hit the man, but there was no impact, nothing. It was like he just went through the car.